Hour two on a very special T-Row in the Morning Show. (laughs) (laughs) Wednesday, September 14th. TJ, we're almost halfway through September. Uh, Smack dab in the middle of the week. Smack dab in the middle of the month of September. It's the ref, the home of Sooner fans on a working man Wednesday. Hey, this show every day brought to you by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. TJ, I was aboard the bad boy mower again yesterday. Man, that thing is all. My grass is growing like crazy with all the rain. I was uh, looking sharp again, sunglasses on, hat on backwards, uh, aboard aboard the uh, bad boy Maverick yesterday. Uh, Full line of bad boy mowers available at Extreme Outdoor Equipment. They've also got the awesome CF motos that we've been telling you about. Four-wheelers, utility vehicles, side-by-sides. CF Moto is the fastest-growing brand in the entire power sports industry. It's not a household name yet, maybe, but it soon will be because they're better built, better equipped, have a better warranty, and they are priced less than the competition. So go down to Goldsby or Newcastle, check them out. Bad boys and the CF Motos, they got them at Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Little uh, sweep last night, TJ, for Piedmont Volleyball of your yes. Enid, of your Enid Plains oh, last night. Oh, man. That's all right. Yeah. At this point in my life, I would be rooting for your daughter. So that's good. That's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. It was a, it was a tight one. It was a three-setter last night. Had to come from behind after dropping set one to rally. But uh, fist bumps were shared by all of the uh, dads last night after the game. It was a, an emotional <laughs> win. An emotional win. Emotional comeback victory. Well, good. Also, Rolling. OU, I think, yeah, 11 and 1, 12 and 1, something like that. OU volleyball got a road win last night over Abilene Christian. They are off to their best start since 2016. Sooners now 8 and 2. And they are back home for a doubleheader on Friday. Looking for something to do on Friday. They play a day night doubleheader. They play Texas Southern at 1 and Nevada at 7 at McCaslin Fieldhouse on Friday. So you're rolling into town. Well, no, we're, we're on the road. Never mind. Uh, yeah, check them out on uh, Friday. And you know what today is, TJ? Wednesday. Today is the 30th anniversary of the Bayside Brawl between Zach and Slater. Is that right? I did yeah. not. I did not know that. When you said that, I'm thinking Bayside. That's uh, Saved by the Bell, and I'm thinking yeah. I'm thinking of something in actual real life, and I'm like, what's he talking about? So remember the fight. Remember the big uh, fight. I do remember Zach the fight. Yeah, thirty years ago today. How about that? Thirty years Time ago. Flies. Holy cow! Time flies, my man. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right, Brent. That's exactly right. Uh, okay, reminder, for those of you still alive on the King of the Mountain, and I sent out yesterday on Twitter, at T-Row-O-U, the eight pages of names that participated in week one. Who's still alive? Over half of you off the mountain in week one. What did I say yesterday, TJ? We're down to 177, 180, something, something like that. Something like that, yeah. 176, I think you may have said, 77, yeah. If you're out in week one, you're out. Do not be sending us picks in week two. If you missed your week one pick, that's it. You're done. You're out, okay? We don't want to hear from you anymore if you missed your pick in week one. But if you're still alive, then send in your picks for week two tomorrow or Friday. Not today. 
got to send in your King of the Mountain picks Thursday or Friday between show hours of 6 and 9 a.m. If you send it before 6 a.m., it doesn't count. If you send it after 9 a.m., it doesn't count. We've got other shows here. It's going to get lost in the mix. You have to send your picks in Thursday or Friday between 6 and 9 a.m. Text them in, 405-651-3439, tomorrow or Friday. Remember, you cannot pick, you cannot use the team that you used in week one. Make sure you put your name on there, okay? Make sure you put your name on the pick. Uh, Otherwise, we're not going to know who it is. So uh, King of the Mountain resumes tomorrow. Now, TJ, you still worried about the whole uh, change of coaches up there at Nebraska this week? Feeling any differently today? I'm still nervous. I'm still worried. I don't think I'm as worried after hearing from some of it uh, yesterday. But I still, yeah, I'm still concerned over this. After hearing from Mickey Joseph, you feel better? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, why is that? Well, maybe we should hear from Mickey Joseph. Yeah. And then you could tell us. Okay. The other side. So here's, here's Mickey uh, addressing the Nebraska media yesterday. What are you guys doing today? So right now, my number one focus and the staff focus is the boys, is the players. That we make sure that they're okay. I appreciate Trev and administration for showing faith in me to lead the program. This is about Nebraska football. It's bigger than me than anyone else. And I want y'all to understand that. It's bigger than me than anyone else. I want to thank the fans for continuing to support us and, and to ride with us and to stay with us through thick and thin. You, they, they've done that. I want you to know this is a, a great opportunity for me and my family. We understand that. We're here to represent the University of Nebraska to the fullest. Any questions? Any questions, TJ? Mickey Joseph yesterday. He said you felt better after hearing yeah. from him yesterday. Why? Well, I'm in my I'm really in my head over this interim coach thing because I've convinced myself uh, interim coaches win every game, first game when they become interim coach. I'm convinced that that's happened in the history of now, football. Hang on. Didn't we face two interim coaches last year? Yeah, I think we lost and both. And beat them both. I think we lost both. In my head, uh the interim coach always wins out of uh you know, they get that uh, that boost, that one week boost. In my head, Texas they always Tech, win. <laughs> Texas Tech last year had an interim coach, yeah. right? And Oregon. I, yeah, I know it doesn't happen that way. It's just in my head that way. And then I heard him speak yesterday, and that seemed like a guy that was extremely nervous, extremely uh, overwhelmed, in my opinion, with the tone of his voice and everything that I, I kind of just my ears heard. And then I thought, oh, great, that, that nervousness and stuff's going to lead to lots of great interim energy on Saturday. And then I'm back in my head again. So I don't know what to laps. think. I don't know what to think. I'm running laps in my head, yes, over this game now. I'm highly nervous over it. Your gut is is twisted it's in twisted. knots. It's twisted in knots, and that could just be uh, – you know, well, short-lived, but... Let's do it this way. Instead of, like, uh, your 
analysis of this game existing on some ethereal level of psychology and uh, interim coaches. Let's talk a little X's and O's because that's that's where it's actually going to be decided, TJ, is on the field, okay? Um, what does Nebraska do well that OU should be worried about? That's my list right there. Okay. That, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. Well, they've put up offense. <sighs> Casey Thompson, uh, we know, knows how to throw the football and is a dual threat, and he absolutely tore OU apart a year ago. He did, and I've got to give him credit for that. But in my mind, that was the one half he'll ever have in his life. Why do you hate Casey Thompson I just so much? don't think he's that good of a quarterback. I think he – I think he um, – I said this, you know, early in the, the season. Casey Thompson, to me, is a guy that has a lot of experience now, but the game hasn't slowed down for him. He goes 100 miles an hour in his head. He doesn't let the game slow down. He's firing in passes. You know, it could be a, uh, uh, you know, receiver just cutting across the middle eight yards out, and he's firing it like he's Roger Clemens trying to strike out the side. Not a lot of touch. There's not a lot of touch there. There's not a lot Finesse. of feel. And so I, that's just how I feel about Casey Thompson. The ability's there. I just don't think anything's ever slowed down for him. Well, I can't necessarily argue with your assessment. However, I was in the Cotton Bowl last year <laughs> when Xavier Worthy went for a yeah, thousand yards true. on OU. That's true, which goes against everything I just said. He was and the guy throwing him the football was named Casey Thompson. Um, he's having an okay year. Not great. 64% completions, four touchdowns, three picks. But we know, uh, history tells us, with our own eyes, he's dangerous. Okay? And so that's that's that. Um, they've got a nice... Running back, Brent's been talking about this guy all week. They tried to, uh, uh, from Buford, Georgia, they looked at him when he was in uh, uh, high school over at Clemson, and uh, he went to, ended up going to, to Florida State, and now he's at Nebraska. So I think they've got some offensive talent. I mean, we saw that last year. They got the big tight end, although he was hurt last week. We'll see if uh, is it Vola, Vola Vec or Volacek or something like that. We'll see if uh, he's back this week or not. But I think they've got some offensive talent. Um, that side of the ball, Nebraska's capable of doing some things. Now, they might make some mistakes and shoot themselves in the foot, and who knows, but they do have some talent offensively. Defensively, we haven't seen it yet. I mean... Northwestern ran it down their throats, right? They couldn't stop Georgia Southern last week, who put up over 600 yards of offense against them. So, I, 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 unless they're elevated to another level emotionally because of all this this week, we have not seen it yet on the defensive side of the ball. I think Oklahoma should be and will be able to move it. Mm-hmm. They don't beat themselves, and so far this year they have not turned it over. They have not put it in harm's way. I think Oklahoma can move the football. Um, but I do, 
you know, if you're looking for what Nebraska does do well, I think they've got some offensive talent. Drake Dyken, by the way, makes a good point. Obviously, your hate for Casey Thompson is connected to the fact that his brother is left-handed. <laughs> Maybe so. By by association, you dislike him. Which, by the way, man, if you guys did not hear yesterday's show, I highly recommend you go back and listen on the podcast. Scathing remarks from TJ for Dylan Gabriel's performance so far this year. Scathing? Uh, what are you talking about? Very, very. Very, very hard. I gave him a lower B than the B you gave him. That was was scathing, I guess. Scathing. Um, So, anyway, that's. uh, What do you disagree with anything I just said? No, no. And you do have a quarterback that, while I may not think he's tremendous, there's a lot of motivation for him there in this game and this matchup. And we know that. And. You know, his family ties in history, so that that will give him that extra, you know, adrenaline boost on, on Saturday. So OU's gonna have to help him out. Yes. I think they're so. Gonna have, I think they're so. They're gonna have to help and, and but but that happens in football sometimes. But to lose this game, I think you're gonna have to help him out. And you can do that in a couple of ways. Um you know, turnovers obviously. Uh, deep in your own territory or, or leading directly to a touchdown or whatever, and you give them some free points and, and momentum and they get ahead and they start to believe and the crowd gets into it, all that kind of stuff. And the other way is penalties. And that one might be even more worrisome because that in an atmosphere like this is legit, especially pre-snap, false starts, those kind of things. You get a little rattled, you get a little nervous, you can't hear each other. Sometimes uh, those things tend to snowball on each other, and you put yourself in third and long, or you give them free first downs or whatever the case may be. So uh, if OU plays clean in those clean white unis, they are the much better team and should win this game. But Alabama, we were all convinced, was going to beat Texas by, by 100 last week, and that didn't happen. So there's a reason we play the games. Your stomach is justified at being nervous, I think, mm-hmm. Teach. Well, I, a lot of it is just knowing how they played Oklahoma last year in Norman. That's true. And what was expected. And Good point. And now it's in their place. And just that, just that uniform and that helmet alone causes some of that, I'm sure. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. More of your thoughts when we come back. Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. This is the ref, the home of Sooner fans, back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. Definitely worth one pack of Marlboro Reds. Had to have it. This hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. The $8.99 listing fee, that's what Terry's known for. It's no joke. You want more information, you want to put thousands of dollars in your pocket and not in somebody else's, call Terry. 405-361-3380 or you can visit his site, saxonrealtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. I'm waiting for TJ to contact the people he conveniently 
quote-unquote, left off the King of the Hill list to ask them to trade something for their name back on the list. I think you've uh, let me know everyone you missed. I think. There was a couple of more. There's only I, one. Yeah, and I thought there was two more that I had, and I went to look for the post-it note earlier, and I'm like, well, maybe I sent them to him. So I think I've got everyone now at this point. Okay. Um, I listen if to you. you feel if you, if you, All the names are in alphabetical order on the tweet. If you feel like uh, you sent in a text by the rules and, it, or, and it's not there, then just show proof to TJ and, and we'll get you back on. Eric from Illinois says, I listen to you guys every day on my 45-minute drive to work as an assistant principal at a junior high. Today, you all are raising my blood pressure instead of lowering it. Just kidding. Still love the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Eric. He's going to be, Eric's going to be like, God bless that guy. Eric, Assistant principal at a yes, junior high? Yes. I mean, that's just one crisis after another right there. <laughs> Today he's going to find himself, for whatever reason, hanging out more around the vending machines than anywhere yeah. else. Like, Looking I mean, for scammers? Check this out. <laughs> he's got a key to this. I had no idea this kind of stuff was going on right under my nose. Uh, let's see here. Do you uh, remember a moment in your life when you decided to turn your back on crime and live the straight and narrow? Look, was I was never a bad kid, and I never thought of that <laughs> as a life of crime. Was it the move to Enid um, that changed your the, life? The move to Enid, that's what I said. Maybe that saved my life and saved me from a life of crime, apparently, because when I got to Enid, I was a nervous Nancy, just scared to death of everything, didn't speak to anyone. I was super quiet. Um... Never got into trouble, ever, that I ever remember with anything. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's where it all turned around. Was not, I'm not going to apologize for having a moral compass. <laughs> thank you, Brad. Uh, well, thank God your parents moved you to Oklahoma. <laughs> Maybe they knew more than I thought, and they're like, we're taking this job promotion. we got to get him out of yeah. here. He's selling co uh, uh, Coke and Dr. Pepper out of a vending machine. Who knows where this will lead. <laughs> slope. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. This is the Kennedale Police uh, Principal's Office. Please report to the office ASAP and bring your wallet. <laughs> That's the thing. Back then, whatever lunches cost us, I probably owe them about, I don't know, 20 bucks. So I could probably go and pay uh, off with that With interest, debt. that's thousands of dollars. <laughs> Uh, I will add that OU was coming out of an error that was at its lowest point of football between uh, Gibbs, Schnellenberger, and Blake, absolutely getting drummed by them. I think that's going back to that night yeah. in Norman. The 2000 game, yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, one of the best memories I have of the OU-Nebraska game was the running of the Fumbaruski. Mm, okay, well, that's a good one. Uh, Toby's right about the 70s and 80s OU-Nebraska games. We only got to see a few games every year on TV, and we played – for the title a lot, you really appreciate those games because you didn't get to see them as much. No, and I mean, those were the two monster programs, you know? I mean, not just of the Big Eight, of the country. And I don't know. I just was so I, – it's also the age you are. Yeah, yeah, there's – I was so nervous. Back. I would get so nervous for those games, man. And just the whole season's on the line, the Orange Bowl, the championship, everything. And golly. And, and the games in Norman were great, but the, the games in Lincoln 
I don't know if it's because it was far away or it just seemed looked like it looked different on TV. It was always gloomy. Everybody was always wearing the jackets, you know. And uh, it, was, it felt like it always went down to the final play. I don't know. Something about the road the jackets. That, that is funny. That it is one of the memories of that game is uh, the jackets. And <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, staring at a uh, uh, blown up photo. So last year, uh, if you remember, when we played Nebraska here, mm-hmm. there was a banquet the night before. Yep. And I helped him see that banquet with J.C. Watts. And as a gift for helping him see the banquet, the uh, Sooner Club, I guess it was, gave me this photo of tom and barry and it's oversized so it's hung on my wall and it's the two of them obviously talking before a game at midfield uh tom is wearing a red kind of oversized parka coat with red pants hands in pocket facing one way (laughs) and barry is wearing a red a crimson you know, the, like, starter jacket yes. kind of looking thing yeah, that he would wear? Silky, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I can picture exactly which one it is, yeah. Hands in pocket, red bike pants, crimson bike pants, staring the other way. <laughs> so they both have red jackets, red pants on, standing at midfield, talking before the game, acting like they like each other, which maybe they did. I don't know. In the middle of it, it's hard for me to believe Barry liked anybody. Now I know he has... The utmost respect for Tom. And I'm sure he did back then, too. He was just so much bravado coming out of Barry that it was hard to imagine. How? But the red pants. I mean, it, please, Brent, if you're That's listening. That's what I was please, about to say, yes. Find some red pants and run out in them on Saturday. Those pants. Barry's got to still have a pair around somewhere. You want him to wear Switzer's old pants? Well, uh, you know, if he can't find a pair of the actual vintage uh, uh, pants like that, yeah, see if Barry's got a pair still. Roll out in those red uh, (laughs) black pants, whatever they were made of, Uh, polyester, whatever they were. I don't know what those things were. So did you see any – did you see the huddle at all on – or the rewatch it on your ESPN Plus? Uh, No, no, I I heard a few minutes of the huddle – um, and then caught all of Brent's show, but I didn't – not a whole lot of the huddle this week. Trevor Knight wore like a vintage um, shirt, like a, the old Barry Switzer shirt. Well, you know what? Um, I tweeted out yesterday some old Nebraska pictures, Uh-huh. and in one of them he's got this shirt on. Uh, let me see if I can find it. So it's got like the white uh, horizontal stripes, stripes on the top. I know which shirt you're talking about, yeah. And it has his name in cursive on one yep. side. It says Switzer, Switzer. Yeah, on I'm one side. I'm looking at your tweet right now, yeah. So Trevor Knight had one of those on that said Knight on it. Uh, and it says, what does it say, Oklahoma on the Oklahoma other side? Oklahoma on the or other Sooners? side, right above the pocket, yeah. Yeah, Oklahoma. So it's that shirt. You know, they've remade these in the last couple of years. Correct. Super cool. Venables and the coaches run out in these shirts Saturday with the red pants. Come on, make it happen. How awesome would that be if you saw our coaching run out in red pants on Saturday? Gold watch, too. Look at, look at Barry's gold watch he's got there. So, <laughs> Old time. Old time Brent's running on the fields. He's doing the finger guns. You know? Yes, yes. Oh, that would be too great. Hey, Can we still get crimson pants he anywhere? Needs, uh, Brent, if you need a pack of cigarettes, I can trade you for a Beastie Boys cassette. You can have a cig hanging out of your mouth on the sideline, too.
Don't do it in pregame. <laughs> Not, I mean, the pants. You got to say, you got to go back. You know, where? Oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. The Come out as a whatever. surprise for the game. Yes, absolutely. And then when when you run out with the team, here comes Miguel Chavis, Brent Venables, all of them in the crimson bike pants. Oh, that would be too great. Hopefully, somebody over there is listening right now. Hey, Thad. Thad can make anything happen, Teach. Thad's Thad, probably got a sewing can machine. He can make him a pair pants. of pants, yeah. He knows somebody who knows somebody. I promise you. But it's Wednesday. I promise you by Saturday at uh, 10 a.m., Thad Turnip Seed could have everybody red pants. He could make it happen. <laughs> Or what else you got? Uh, one more here to this segment. I uh, I remember watching the game of the century. Yes, they clipped on Johnny Rogers' punt return. I cried because we lost. I was seven years old. Big 8 was strong then. After our loss, we were still voted number two the next week. Final national rankings that year were Nebraska 1, OU 2, Colorado 3. Solid. That's pretty solid right there. All right, we need a break. Uh, halfway through... The show in the middle of the week, in the middle of the month. It's the T-Row in the morning show. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. But beating Nebraska was a whole other animal. And for years, you just didn't think you could beat them at the end of the day. And uh, and so, uh, you know, and then, and then of course we, we we came to Oklahoma, and then I remember uh, getting down 14 to nothing, and Coach Soup's bringing us over, and, and I think Crouch was maybe the quarterback then, and they're running the option, you know, <clears throat> and we had over pursued a few times, and they went right down, pow, pow, man, just body blow, uppercut, and we were just laying on the ropes, and Coach Soup's coming over, let's go, we're all right, just slow it down, and. Like surely it can't be that easy, but he was right. Uh, and and then we went 31 unanswered. Really, uh, what a great! And all I remember, they tore down them, them goalposts out there. <laughs> so they tore down, <laughs> tore down the goalpost in Norman, Oklahoma, which we know they don't do. And uh, I remember all. <laughs> I'm ashamed now because I wasn't celebrating. I'm like thinking, like, we just, whatever, it was one versus two. And I'm literally thinking, I got to get home. I got to get sleep because we got to, we got to, you know, I can't remember this case, Kansas or somebody the next week. We're going to get beat next week if I don't get home. So I'm literally driving through campus on the sidewalks. I got to get home. All these crazy people, you know, celebrating. And I got to get some sleep because, you know, we, I always, like, my role was the most important role. That's how I always felt. And, and, uh, so that was a cool moment. Uh, it's a really, but I'm ashamed because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't take any, opportunity to soak it in you know i just didn't you know and uh that's a dysfunctional place to be uh when i'm not really you know anyway that's what i remember about that and then in 2001 going up there and jason uh getting hurt uh i think for the second time and and that was another maybe a one score game um we had a a uh, really good defense in 2001 Another great tough game, and then 2005. I remember going there. Uh, my mom passed away on on Wednesday. 
And uh, <laughs> my man Rufus, uh, my man Rufus and whoever else, we had a bunch of sacks. I think we had eight or nine sacks up the A-gap. So I remember that one real well, and we won that game. And then um, lost a tough one, I think 10-3 in 2009, and then had a, a great win. I uh, played him in the Big 12 championship in, was that six? Uh, with uh, the head coach of uh, the Bengals, Zach Taylor, right? And we played really good in that one. I remember that and uh, in Kansas City and then uh, in 2010 in Arlington. So a lot of great memories, um, a lot of tough losses, uh, tough moments as a young coach too. And um, so I got I got a, in my own space, got a lot of really cool moments. I was very fortunate to be uh, you know, a part of those. I don't know what all Nebraska has planned. Um, I assume Tom Osborne will be there. I don't know if Barry is traveling up. I would, I guess I assume he will be. I assume there's going to be some stuff up there like there was down here last year. Um, now, Tom did not make the trip last year down here. He was not feeling well, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think that, I was going to say, I think that was health-related at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I hope, I, I think it would be really cool if they if they brought Barry onto the field and Barry and Tom together, you know, and uh, what a moment that would be, huh? They're both in their mid-80s, I believe, now. Mm-hmm. Um, so ho- I don't know if that's in the works or not, but that would be, Certainly special if it was. Um, I think I heard that they're bringing back, like Nebraska, they're bringing back, uh, I don't know if it's a 71 or 72 team to uh, honor them, but there'll be a bunch of pomp and circumstance going on and everything. So it's going to be a good day. It's going to be a, a special day. Before, before we even play any football at all, it's going to be a meaningful day to a lot of people. And then... None of it's going to matter if they go lose the game, Teach. Uh, we'll we'll talk about what a great day it was if Oklahoma wins. <laughs> they go out there and lay an egg, which is going to be ticked off. So uh, hopefully they can go play good football as well. If they, we'll rolled, co- if they roll those coaches out there, like you're saying, uh, Brent Venables won't be the only grown man that shed a few tears this yeah. week. So there will be a yeah. lot of <laughs> in the stadium and outside of it on televisions uh, shedding tears, I think. Yeah, they bring back the uh, the greats, uh, Tom Osborne, Barry Switzer, Bill Callahan. No, <laughs> what was it he called us? Hillbillies? Hillbillies, he, yeah. yeah. What, a, what a moment, no Nebraska history that was. Well, the Red, remember he went after the, uh, uh, the Roughnecks, right? Shooting off their guns. Shooting off their stuff. guns, those hillbillies shooting off their guns, yes. <laughs> Our coverage starts at 7 a.m. Saturday, live from Memorial Stadium. Teddy and Plank will be with me, and uh, we'll get your day started and then uh, pass it off. Now, do we know more details on where everybody's going to be uh, Friday and Saturday, Tyler and Travis and everything? A session room in Omaha, I know, from noon to 6. That's that's a given. You can find uh, Parker starting out there noon to 3. Uh, Tyler will join him at 2 and go 2 to 6. So those guys will be at the session room. And that then sounds I, like I, a place where you go practice your guitar or something. It does. Like it does sound like a uh, place where they would like snap for a guy as he goes up there and reads poetry or something. Um, and then Saturday, 
they'll just I think I don't know that we'll know exact details until they get set up in a spot late Friday night as far as where that RV is going to be and all that. So just keep it on the app if you're up idea. there. And um, they're going to be in the middle of the Sooner tailgate party. That's what the plan is. Yes. Broadcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So hopefully all that works out. So I would I would say tune in. He may have more details come Friday their show because they're going to try to get into that lot on Friday evening. But um, I would say listen, take the app along with you, the the KREF app, and yeah. uh, they'll let you know for sure where they're set up and everything on Saturday morning. A little on air uh, production talk, TJ. I'm taking the little two channel tylon here. If anybody needs to use it anywhere, it helps uh, with all the different locations. Okay. You know, okay. Teddy or uh, the guys or anything like that. So. Let me know. I'm I'll a team player. Know. I'll let you know. You I'm are a team, team player. player. Yeah. Um, all right, quick break. Uh, we'll hit some more of your text when we come back. 405-651-3439. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Wednesday of OU Nebraska week. T-Row in the morning show rolls on next. Bringing you the physical, relentless, suffocating coverage of the Sooners you deserve. This is The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. Toby and TJ back with you. This hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group, home of the $8.99 listing fee. Get more info from Terry Saxon. Terry Saxon, SaxonRealtyGroup.com or 405-361-3380. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Freshman year, I was not popular except for playing football and kind of nerdy. We had a short weekly quiz every week in English class over the reading. I would take my quiz, ace it, then go in the common area after class and slip the big popular kid the answers for five bucks before he took his quiz. Yes, I feel guilty, but I felt so cool. Oh, wow. All right. Hey, you got people opening up, confessing to old sins today. I like it. That's right. By the way, before you go on with more of confessional time with TJ, um, I have received word during that break that Barry Switzer uh, will be on the sidelines Saturday, as will Keith Jackson. I was going to be shocked if Barry wasn't. So, yeah. um, unless he had some Maybe prior get Keith to reenact but... the one-handed catch before the game or something like that. That'd, That'd be, be awesome. Fun. That'd be awesome. Uh, seeing Venables get emotional at his presser yesterday just really shows how much he loves the university and how humbled he feels to be the head coach of this team. We're so blessed to have him leading these young men. Have a great day. That's from Burley Boomer. Working man well Wednesday, said, Burley. he says. Uh, somebody here is telling me I'm uh, the demone of uh, the ref from uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, I, I have scout tickets in my life, and I do have a five-point plan, so that might be true. Might be true. Pretty sure you can't say that anymore. So <laughs> I can't. It's been good. It's been good working with you. No. Yeah. Well, you've just been canceled. I'll, uh, I'll apologize now for the things that I said. Good morning, lads. It's a working man Wednesday. How about the start the volleyball team has going? It's from Gunny of Stutzman Army. Gunny of Stutzman. Oh, we mentioned it earlier, but it's worth re-mentioning. They beat Abilene Christian last night in straight sets. They are eight and two. Best start since 2016. Back home for two matches on Friday. They will play at 1 o'clock against Texas Southern and then 7 o'clock against Nevada. So a couple of chances to see Lindsey Gray Walton's Sooners. They're fun, man. Uh, Friday, looking for something to do day or night. Roll out to McCaslin Fieldhouse and check out the OU volleyball team. Toby, what's Volleyball's fun in person, man. It's a lot of fun. You can get in for not much at all. It is fast-paced. 
it's a lot of fun. You might get hit with a ball too, TJ, because they're hitting it really hard, just banging off people. Caroms into the stands, knocks over your popcorn, hits you upside the head. That has never my, happened to you. My ever. mom was there last night. She took one off the wrist. Uh, it's a very, it's a very uh, dangerous sport to be in attendance uh, per- uh, in person. Uh, this person wants to know, Toby, what's the story behind the new sound effect? Masked singer. That one, the pow pows? No, I think the pow pows is what they're talking about, yeah. Uh, well, we've played the audio twice today, but Brent, in the middle of retelling the 2000 OU Nebraska story, said Nebraska got out to a 14 nothing lead. They went right down the field. Pow, 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 pow. So that's the origin of uh, <laughs> um, uh, it, it matches perfectly. Remember in the airplane when he's flying to yes, yes, he does Norman for the first time, and he yep. does the finger guns yep. into the camera. <laughs> <laughs> it took us nine months, but we finally got the accompanying audio. <laughs> Got the ammo with the gun. <laughs> uh, Toby, this is my first trip to Lincoln. Where is a place I need to eat? Oh, boy. I don't know the answer to that. Um, we went in 09. I was on the sidelines then. And I don't remember where we stayed. I I feel like we stayed in Omaha then, too. I just spent two weeks in Omaha. I know Omaha like the back of my hand. I don't know Lincoln at all. I've also been to Lincoln for a basketball game with the women's basketball team, and we did stay in Lincoln, but usually with basketball we eat at the hotel. So, uh, Listeners, help help this person out. We need some Lincoln restaurant recommendations. Listeners, or if Plank's listening, I think he's got Jessica Cootie on today. That may be a question for her. Yeah. Or Tex Parker. Parker probably has some uh, ideas on that later in the day with Steelman and Thune at noon. Parker is a Nebraskan. Yes, that's right. Still has his Nebraska tag, which bothers me every time I walk out into the parking lot. And we're staying in Omaha this time. So Friday night we'll be in Omaha, up early, early Saturday morning, drive into Lincoln for the game, and then immediately home. So not spending any time in Lincoln, actually, other than the game. OU Nebraska was the – was the one we waited for as kids. Texas was fun. It was a bowl game in October, but Nebraska was life and death. It yep. determined how Thanksgiving went most years. Right. <laughs> Did you get to go to the mall to get your Corduroy Big 8 Championship Orange Bowl hat or not? <laughs> I mean, listen, God's honest truth. Thanksgiving wasn't as delicious back then because you were too nervous. You were too nervous to enjoy Thanksgiving dinner. Because the OU Nebraska game was coming. And, I mean, it was more delicious as leftovers if you won the game. But that's how big it was. It's like, ah, food is secondary at this point, man. You don't understand. OU and Nebraska are about to play. That gut feeling TJ's having may be a bad batch of turkey bacon. Maybe, but it may be just associated with what we're talking about here. Like, it's just the name. And I know... We're not talking about the same type of matchup um, right now as we had in the 70s and 80s and even some of those in the early 2000s. There's no Tommy Frazier. There's there's no Tommy Frazier on the other side. But it's just the name and 
the whole coaching change. So there's there's reasons why my gut is messed up. No batch of tur- uh, bad turkey bacon causing mm. this. What'd you eat last night? What'd we have? Last night was just a uh, <laughs> very uh, TJ type meal. Some uh, barbecue chicken, Brussels sprouts, and uh, whole grain rice. Throw it in the uh, air fryer. Uh, the chicken, yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. So a Tuesday, in other words. Uh, yeah, a typical okay. Tuesday. We'll be back.